All right, welcome to another edition, finally, of the Untitled Movie Podcast. We are back with my illustrious team, as always, Ravy Rave. How you been? I've been great, thriving in the yeah, pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Glowing all, all your trips and stuff all on the, on the IG, killing us? Yeah, IG definitely makes my life seem way more glamorous than it actually <laughs> is, but it's been good to get out of town a little bit. And Scott, how you been doing, my man? Man, I can't complain. You know, uh, Raven been a lot of pressure for my, my wife to go start making traveling plans. So, <laughs> so she just got she just spending spending money on trips now because like, why well, we, right. we haven't been to Big Bear Mountain? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this new dude just showing me up? I've been around for years. <laughs> well, we are doing the harder they fall. The Western film 2021 starring Idris Elba. I mean, Regina King, Lakeith Stanfield, um, what's my, uh, Jonathan Majors, Delroy Lindo, um, Zazie Beats. I mean, basically all the black people that are doing dope stuff <laughs> currently. Yeah. So, initial thoughts, Raven, what'd you think about the film? Oh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, so if we're doing our, our one to five scale, yeah. I'd give it a four. Uh, dope soundtrack, dope cast. Uh, thought the storyline was lacking in some parts. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was a good story, but yeah, we can get into that a little bit later. But there was a lot of stuff that was unbelievable, unpredictable, which is fine for Western. But um, there's just a lot of stuff I didn't think was well thought out. Um, but I appreciated the nods to some real people in history, even if it wasn't their true story. Um, it forced me to go look up these people that I'd never heard of. Um, and I think it did that for a lot of other people too. But I would like to see a film that tells their their real stories. All right, Scott. I mean, so I, I give it a five just because I'm a Western guy. I mean, so <laughs> I mean, you have you really have me at Westerns, and you know, it's long, it's pacing. You know, there's always the conflict, there's always the the relationship twist at the end. Um, so I mean, those are those are all things that you know I really appreciate from that genre of movies, and then you know to have such accomplished actors, you know, playing these you know wonderful characters and and really representing them in a way that. Um, that was both compelling, but not necessarily cartoonish. Uh, I, I just really liked it, so. Yeah, I'm gonna go at a four uh, as well with Raven. Um, I loved it a lot. It was basically, it was a comic book movie. That's the way I kind of <laughs> look at it as a comic book movie, but it's a Western. So you got to kind of suspend that and just kind of get into it of that. Is this, I mean, this ain't gonna be Tombstone or, um, mm -hmm. you know, Dances of Wolves or anything like that, but it, for a black Western, it was pretty well i mean you gotta think what we had before that were posse mm -hmm. is that yeah. like what the only black western before this for real yeah wild wild west i mean right <laughs> wild wild west right <laughs> i mean that's self-explanatory with it i mean all those people the, the ill thing was all those people were real people except for idris elba's character was actually a gang name a real a full a set of people Mm -hmm. called the Rufus Buck gang. They basically named themselves after a dude and they all were a crew of them, but nobody's name was Rufus Buck. It was weird. Mm -hmm. It was just, that's just kind of how they roll. But I want to see some more stories, like Raven said, of these different people. Um, and I love they put Bass Reeves in there who was basically the Long Ranger 
when they made the Long Rangers based yeah. off of him. Um, I remember I got in trouble in fourth grade. I mean, I got in trouble a lot at, at that age, but um, I had to do a report on James Beckworth and I learned about him. Um, he was a wild dude. He was a wild dude. He's got like, I mean, he's stereotypical black man. He got like eight kids with like Native American women that people don't know about. You know, he was a, he was a wild boy. <laughs> James Beckworth was a wild boy. And then Nat Love, dope character as well in, in his own right. And then Zazie Beachwood, uh, stagecoach Mary, she was mm -hmm. like the first black postal uh, stagecoach driver. Like she mm -hmm. took stuff from like Montana all the way to like to the East Coast and back and forth. And she, yeah, she was I, like put in charge of protecting like the U.S. Yeah, system. Mm -hmm. she wasn't no joke. She wasn't no joke. Mm -hmm. And then you had uh, Bill Pickett who who uh, created steer wrestling. So the 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 event in rodeo steer wrestling where the person jumps down, tries to get the steer down, he created that that event. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was dope to see that in that kind of context. Um, and then Cherokee Kid. Oh no, we did that the Cherokee Kid movie. If I don't even remember with uh, Sinbad. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that it was with Sinbad and uh, but he uh, and um, uh, Don Lewis from um, Different World played his oh, girlfriend. Oh gosh, oh, this man. is one did of those NBC it? black movies that will come on like you know like they give us one black NBC Sunday night movie. This is one of those uh, type of films, but it was a it was a good film overall to me. You know, I mean, there are a couple of things I had issues with, but it wasn't. I mean, it was a fun film overall. Um, um, so let's jump in. Uh, we get into this. We jump in with Michael Beach is playing everybody's dad in movies that's gonna die. <laughs> so, okay, so that's what I want to say about the predictability. They need to watch it with the casting. Anytime I see Michael Beach in something, I know he's about to be an asshole. So I knew whatever whoever was killing him killed him because he deserved it. So <laughs> I, I just I expected that. I'm like, okay. It you know, killed time. him for a reason. Let's let's see what that is. I'm sure it was justified. And then uh, his wife was the uh, Luanda Wise from um, uh, She's Got to Have It. If y'all remember seeing that TV show on Netflix, yep. that was her from that uh, aspect. But so, what do you think? I mean, Michael Beach popped up. Was like, okay, he's gonna die. He died mm -hmm. in Aquaman. Is, is uh, wasn't he the uh, the dude cheating on his wife in uh, Soul Food too? Soul Food, yes. <laughs> He uh, on his wife in there. Stella got her groove back. Yep, how Stella got her groove Oh, so he back. was in multiple films. <laughs> yeah, no, he fucked the family in Soul Food, and then he fucked his white secretary in Waiting to Exhale, so. Yeah, that, that, that's the right, he was yeah. Waiting to Exhale. <laughs> he, he, had, he had a run where all his characters were just in, 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 cheating on his black wife with a white woman or some other you know, race woman. He, like, uh, he was an asshole and lean on me. I mean, he just... He's an asshole character. Dang. I mean, okay, I can accept that, but I was also say the genre of westerns. There's always a tragic event, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's always a tragic event. Like the, a western starts with something tragic happening. Yeah, you know, plane being robbed, somebody you know wrongly shooting someone's family member. You know, so it, it's mm -hmm. always a revenge part of it. So I mean, it 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 seemed heavy handed for me, but mm -hmm. I, and heavy heavy handed in a good way because like, okay, well look, we're about to go see you know. We have to find out who's the who's the badass, you know, who's the the one who who's old revenge, you know, blah blah blah. So it didn't it didn't bother me per se. It didn't bother me either, but I will say that casting Michael Beach definitely impacted who I perceived as the villain right away. <laughs> like I I felt bad for the little boy, but I was like, mm, 
if whoever killed him really the villain. What's the reason for this? What'd you do? Yeah, yeah. Now, did Idris Elba being the guy that killed him have to play any role in that? Maybe a little bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I know that was one of the things that uh, it, it's come up, like really likable actors, like Denzel mm-hmm. Washington. It's really hard for people to root against Denzel Washington in a movie yeah. because he's so likable. And so even when he's playing the bad guy, they're like, yeah, but really, I like so. Yeah. That's where Will Smith needs to go next, though, too. If he's going to really, he's got to be like some despicable person in the film. Yeah. I don't know where Will Smith needs to go, but I don't know if that's where. You, I mean, you know, that's a whole other topic. But um, <laughs> we, we'll, prob- we'll probably need some roles that make him seem a little bit more formidable and, and medicine. For not yeah, he off. needs to. He needs to go somewhere with. Uh, yeah, yeah, he needs to go there and, and take some of that entanglement pain out in a role. That part. So yeah, so basically we. Find out Rufus Black. Well, we find out later on about Rufus, Rufus Buck. Black, but that's the MacGuffin Buck, for man, John. Buck. Huh, Rufus Buck. Okay. Um, you find out that's his MacGuffin, uh, that Jonathan Major's character did not love his MacGuffin for this journey and what he was going with. It, it was, it, and then you, you, we, after, right after that, we, we meet, um, um, uh, I forgot what the dude, I forgot the two characters that played James Beckworth and, um, uh, Bill Pickett. The Bill Pickett got played in X Men, um, uh, First Class, and um, Twilight. Eddie Gaffigy. Oh, he did play in Twilight, right? Yeah. I see yeah, yeah, he, he played one of the uh, vampires, right? Like the first, the first one or two, right? He was a French yeah, dude, was, right? Yeah, Laurent. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a French dude, so he's been grinding for a while too. And that, the younger dude is gonna have. He's gonna be somebody to watch out for to play James Beckworth. Yeah, R.J. Styler is his name. The only other thing I'd seen him in was uh, Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. Okay, I saw him in Power Rangers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that's the Blue, Blue Ranger. <laughs> uh, you know, I got an 80-year-old, so we had to, you know, re- retread back yeah. on that. <laughs> I really like seeing Dion Cole uh, in the movie. Yeah. Um, they introduced his character. He's just in there talking to himself, you know, about what he's going to say to Rufus Buck. And he was, he was just practicing. I thought that was a really great thing. Deion Cole was, yeah. that was, and that's what they say about comedians. Comedians having that range to play serious roles. He did mm-hmm. way better than I thought he would do. Yeah, he did a great job. So what y'all think when Damon Wayans Jr. showed up, though, in this scene? As one of what, the Pink Gang or whatever they were, the Pink Gang? It was, it was I mean. The Pink Bag The Pink Bag Gang or something. <laughs> I mean, again, comedians like that's just, it was a really funny scene. It it, it it was a little lighthearted, but also I mean, mm-hmm. everybody wants to get shot, and you make the it's a I thought it was a really great scene because it was a way to introduce what was ultimately going to be pretty serious violence, mm-hmm. the level yeah. of violence we're expected in a very comedic way. Like you, yeah. you, know, you don't care about these characters right now. They kill six people, seven people, whatever, whatever was happening there, and you go, oh look, the six these six bodies, you just need to be okay with that because. This is what this movie's going to be. We're going to crack a couple of jokes on it because the violence here is really no big deal uh, compared to the rest of the movie. So I, th- I really like that scene personally. Yeah, yeah no, I appreciate the levity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did give it levity. It did give mm-hmm. it levity. So then we go into and we get to meet Jonathan Majors, Ned Love in a church, um, murking out the, one of the other guys. He had a tattoo that was visible and he became a priest, which was crazy. Yeah. 
And that was like kind of weird for me. Like, okay, I mean, I guess he was trying to hide, but. Well, you know, it seemed like the di- the intro- uh, introductory dialogue made it seem like he was some kind of shady priest, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. He's a shady priest. He did not seem like he had redeemed himself. So. That's that's really an interesting. Uh, that's one of the things like with Westerns that's really interesting to me because, like from from a uh, from a viewer perspective, it all seems really linear, right? You're introduced to these characters. This person kills this this person's family. Now one person wants revenge. How would you feel if someone kills your family? But it never puts in context who those family members were. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, or that somebody could have done something that could have been their worst day in their life, but the sum total of their life, you know, what if they, what if they guys have become a priest and become one of the first surgeons and, you know, saved, you know, 75 fathers and mothers' lives. It's like, there's no real way to balance put into the movie because from a, a viewing perspective, you're just seeing, okay, they did this terrible thing. This is them getting their revenge back. But mm-hmm. there's no context as to what that person was, why they were interacting with the person they killed. I mean, after hearing uh, Rufus uh, Rufus Buck's story about what his father did to him, I mean, he may not have shot his mother, but his father kind yeah. of deserved it. <laughs> then, Scott, that was my issue with the movie overall. It's like none of these characters had any context. So I still walked away like not knowing like, do I really care about who the villain was and who the hero was? Is you know, is that is that line clear? It was just a winner. You just got a winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That that hairline looks like that in a minute, has it? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't be like that in the grip, man. Um, but no, um, and then so we give me Jonathan Majors, he marks them out. And then, like you said, you already saw in the scene before the level of violence. My camera's missing. Uh, the level of violence uh, and everything with everything kind of jumping off. You're like, oh, this is this is crazy. Like, this is going to be a film. And I think you had to do that because I think people coming in, the traditional Western takes sometimes a long time for you to even get to, like, action. You know, you got to, it's very heavy de- uh, dialogue-driven. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen the movie Shane or, like, um, the legend of uh was it uh uh was it uh liberty vance where you don't even you just see the you don't know what really even happens to like the last 20 minutes in the movie and we know people now are not gonna sit there through the whole film to figure out this especially if it's supposed to be a western and shooting so them starting off with that heavy action was uh pretty was was dope uh aspect uh, of it mm-hmm. um what reminded me a lot about? of Go ahead. reminded me a lot of tarantino a lot yes. of stuff about this movie dude. that's a good good point that's a good i didn't even think that's actually yeah that's a good i didn't even think of that that's a good good perspective to look at it with what did you i, I think the person that bet did the best and we jump in there with her is regina king i love her i think love regina her. king stole mm-hmm. the show of this film mm-hmm. stole the show um and then you see her going to break out rufus uh from there and what y'all think about how they because they it was interesting what that scene is that you didn't know if he was a bad or good guy because the way they made it look with that cavalry when they re- rescued him. And he said, basically, yeah, you've been a bad, y'all been bad dudes this whole time. They just let us get him out off the strength. I think we knew, like, it didn't really matter what he did compared to the white people on the train. He was a good guy. <laughs> just the way I looked at it. <laughs> like, this, this is really a, this was a black issue. We had, this was an internal uh, thing, not necessarily with the mm-hmm. white people. The, uh, the train scene was a really great one, particularly uh, how it transitioned from basically a Lakeith Stanfield monologue scene to giving the full context of what's going on once they break Rufus out. 
Um, I, I mean, I, I agree. That was a, that was a great scene. I, I I wanted to add one component. You, you talked about how Regina King stole the show. I agree with that, but with the caveat that specifically her interaction with Zazie Betts. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Like yeah. you know that 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 contrast between them both being really committed and determined, and you know, and the and accent. Like, the ac- yeah. I, I don't even know what accent that's supposed to be. But it was like she wasn't Somebody from said there. like an old school Texas accent. Yeah, it was, yeah. and it was it, it didn't feel like antiquated either. Like it was like you were putting mm-hmm. it on. It, it felt like that character really spoke like that, not that she was trying to imitate someone speaking like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that whole train scene I just loved because of the command for respect, like yep. from everybody. Uh, yep. What do you think about Lakeith in this? He was, like, he was talking like he did when he was in Get Out, and he was possessed <laughs> by the white man. <laughs> Is he just going to play weird roles the rest of his career? He's a weird dude, I'm sure. I love him. I mean, it was Lakeith Stanfield playing a cowboy. <laughs> like a sinister cowboy. Um, I mean, I, I, here's the thing. He, so, and, so when I, he was introducing the train saying, you know, he's on this this dialogue. He's he's given up, you know, up come up and stuff. Somebody we presume deserves it, you know, on that train. But I hated him at the end of this. Show. I did too. I, they yeah. built up all this tension between him and the uh, I forgot the, the the character's name, but the, the young kid about mm-hmm. who's faster, this, that, and the other, and we never got a payoff. And he yeah. kept doing underhand, you know, what we consider to be you know not lacking integrity and honorable things, particularly mm-hmm. you know the gunfight, but. Um, it made him a very unlikable character. So I really was rooting yeah. for him to get his. I was really searching my head. Who's going to get him his? Because he has to get his. I won't feel uh, I won't feel satisfied until this guy gets killed. And so, I mean, based on what the assignment was, I think he did a good job, bro. Yeah, I just, I feel like it, like, changed the character. Because I looked at him as, like, a criminal with a code when he was on the train. And then that completely changed when he got into the fight with Jim Beckworth. I'm like, damn, he gave the white people more respect than he did Jim. Like, yeah. we're going to finish the countdown and, you know, <laughs> do it the right way. I, I was, I'm with you, Pat. I hated him after that. I absolutely hated him. So this is the rumors that supposedly Chadwick Boseman was supposed to play that role. Hmm. Which one? Interesting. Of the Keith's role as Cherokee Kid. Huh. Oh, really? Yeah. But obviously he passed and everything. And because... He had a deal with Netflix, and the director's talking about he was, since he already had a deal, three-picture deal, he had one movie left, and he was going to ask him to, he was going to ask him to jump in this role, and he had passed. Mm-hmm. He was, or he was already sick, and he couldn't do it. Oh, wow. So that'd be, I mean, what do y'all think with, with that aspect of uh, Chadwick Boseman playing that role instead of Lakeith? I think he, I think Chadwick Boseman would have been too, too big of a name for that part. Oh, you saying that it, he he was too big of a big of a uh, headliner? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we had he, he had if we play it out, had he not passed, mm-hmm. then he would have had Black Panther sequel. You know, he would have all the MCU stuff coming up. He, he his star was shooting up so fast. I think that role would have it would have been weird to see him in such a big part. The role would have either had to expand or I don't say big part. It wasn't a big part, but. It wasn't a, a major character as far as the screen time we saw that character. Character well, had he, real, real scenes, but nothing throughout, basically throughout the. But he did Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and the Five Bloods and didn't have like top billing. You know, yeah. 
Ball right like four people in that movie, and most of it was him preparing, talking to those people, preparing for Yeah, that, but he, uh, in the Five Bloods, he was like barely in there, like maybe 10 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Like um, I, I think he would have did it maybe like like man, oh that'd be kind of cool. I'm just gonna be on the set for like two weeks, two or three weeks. That'd be something cool for me to do real quick. I'm already licensed to do this with Netflix. All right, mm-hmm. let me run it real quick. Yeah, I I think he would have done a good job in the role. I can see him in it. Especially the role he played in My Rainey's Black Bottom. I was thinking about that kind of way he played that. If he was play- it'd have been mm-hmm. a different because Lakeith played it as like a weird kind of idiosyntric like cowboy. I think Chadwick may have been a little bit more smoother of like kind of like a like play about it. Like, you know, I, I mean, I kill people in a player instinct, you know, like I'm kind of smooth. Yeah, I didn't even like Lakeith didn't seem like a period character to me. He seemed like that you could take that same character and put him in something today. In the 80s, and, 90s, 2000s. Yeah. He was, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so we, we after that, we transitioned to basically Jonathan Majors comes to the town. I forgot the town's name. Um, Zazie beats his bar um, to come to her town and gets to meet her. And we get to meet. Um, and I, I'm not sure what. And my camera's missing. Um, I'm not sure what. Uh, what is the actress's name? I need to look it up real quick. That played the security guard at the front. Buffy. Um, yes. Um, Danielle Deadweiler. Have y'all seen her anything that- else? She was in an episode of Atlanta with Zazie Beats, and then I read that she was in um, P-Valley, um, but I never watched that. Oh, she's in P-Valley? P-Valley's good, too. Yeah, P-Valley P- P- should get Oscars and Emmys. is probably the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Dude, P-Valley is good, Raven. Mm-hmm. You need to watch it. I wa- okay, I watched one episode and couldn't get into it. <laughs> yeah, but P- it, it, I didn't think I was either, but it was good. <laughs> Was, um, and then she was in a couple episodes of Watchmen. So it seems like she's acted alongside everybody in this movie, you know, and something else. <clears throat> but she hasn't had any major roles. I think this is probably her first major role. So <clears throat> we get to meet her at the front door. She's basically, um, I think she's playing, uh, she's supposed to be based off uh, Kathy Williams, who was like the first black woman to, uh, to serve in the uh, United States Army, um, I believe. Kathy Williams, yeah, I'm looking up, yeah. She was basically off Kathy Williams, who's, and she basically acted like she was a man to get into the um, the uh, army, and she got popped because she ended up getting, like, pregnant or something, and then, like, they had to, like, do something. It was something around, like, it's something around her feminine, and they had to, like, do something that was, like, like exposing, and she basically got caught because she either had, like, a period or she was pregnant. It was something along those lines, and they found mm-hmm. out she was a woman. But she was a man the whole time. I mean, she thought she was playing a man the whole time to be in the army. Um, but she was a Buffalo soldier, I believe. Um, okay. So that's why it makes sense that she's kind of got that, uh, you know, more masculine energy. I think that's why they're modeling off her because she had the, the buzz cut, you know, uh, the whole thing. And then it was funny how they flipped it and made her be feminine for the bank robbery uh, later on. But what did you all think about Zazie Beetz? Um, Stagecoach Mary. I love her so much. German-born actress taking on this accent. I, I love her. I love watching her career grow. Uh, Scott, have you talked to your wife about uh, your arrangement with her for yeah, Zazie she Beats? Was, she went down for it. She was, uh, she was less than enthusiastic. Uh, I, I really like her as Domino um, in mm-hmm. the Deadpool series. Uh, that was always a, a really a favorite character of mine. So I really, I, she did a great job in that. So I, she's always, I've always had a screen crush ever since then. 
What y'all think about the chemistry between Jonathan Majors and Zazie Beats? It was good, but I liked her chemistry with Regina better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we'll get there in a sec. Um, I, thought, I thought his chemistry with Journey was more believable than, than it was with Zazie. Oh, really? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a series, though, too, so you got a longer time to really kind of be um, building that rapport with them, but I can see that. I, just, I feel that Zazie Beast is acting her ass off up in there. Like, I'm a, it could have been, uh, what is my dude from Game of Thrones? Uh, and that could have been my guy. She would have acted his, her ass off with him, too. Yeah. Um, was that her singing? See, I don't know. That was what I was wondering. I don't think that was her. Okay. okay. I'm just going to go yeah. out there on a limb and say that. Okay. Hmm. I'll um, so we find, so we basically, uh, oh, last up in our main cast, we meet Delroy Lindo, who plays Bass Reeves, <clears throat> who's one of the baddest men ever in the Old West. They wouldn't let him be a full sheriff because he's black, straight up and down. He only was became a deputy marshal, never made sheriff marshal, but caught the most criminals west of the uh, Mississippi, period. Like, he was, he would go out and track you for months and just be tracking you, following you, and then he finally come in and grab you and get you up. Never, never was shot. Never, nothing happened to him. I don't know, you know, maybe he got, you know, snitches. I don't know what he was, but he was awesome with the way he tracked his criminals. And it, Delroy Lindo be acting his ass off too. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, the, the, him not being nominated for the Five Bloods for uh, for Best Actor was one of the biggest travesties, travesties I've seen in a while. And he comes in here and he's fun as Basri's the older, old head coming in for this, um, this, this <clears throat> team. What'd you think, Scott? I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen him do have a poor performance. He's always, he's always memorable and, and stings, it's the same stealing and everything he does. Um, his delivery, his believability, his, his, the level of tension and emotion in those situations, particularly as a black person, it's so real, you know. It's like it's like that's exactly how this guy would talk in this instance, you know. What I'm saying like the, uh, the 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 kind of how flippant he is to somebody being young, if they can look like you know, just kind of that old man, like all right, whatever, young blood, like that. It's just all so real. It's just real and authentic. And it's like so I see him in that that particular role specifically. It just all lines up. It's like yeah, that, that I can believe it. that's exactly how this would have went had these characters been these people in that time. What about you, um, Raven? What was the question? I'm sorry. Uh, no, the Delroy Lindo is uh, <laughs> oh. as Reeves. Oh, he's excellent. He's good in everything he does. <laughs> you didn't have to see it. You would just know. Like, Delroy Lindo did good in that. I don't even know what movie it is. Yeah. So let's talk about some specific scenes since we kind of laid out all the characters, meeting all the characters. All right, let's talk about the Zazie Beats, uh, Regina King scene. I think that's the best scene in the film. The fight scene or the scene when they meet? The scene when they meet and they're talking <laughs> in the jail. Okay. Um, Raven. Oh, I love that story Regina King told. Yes. That was another nod, or something else that just made me think of Quentin Tarantino, the monologues through which you learn about the character. <clears throat> I love that story. It actually made me like Regina King even more. Um, that's why I, I just walked away from this movie, like, not sure who the villains were. Like, <clears throat> I like, I like uh, Treacherous Trudy. <laughs> oh, what about you, Scott? Yeah, man, I, I agree. I mean, that was uh, that was probably my favorite scene or second favorite scene in the movie. Um, I really like Zazie's response. How she was, she was still determined not to give up any information. She's like, I'm, 
I'm sorry for your sister's struggle, but you ain't getting nothing else from me. Like, like all that story you told me, like I can empathize with you how you here, but that doesn't change the reason why we're sitting here and what who's gonna give up what about whom, which I thought was just a real, a real kind of defining moment for both characters, you know, uh, you know, in that at that point in the movie. Mm-hmm. Although I will say this, one of the things I didn't like was I, it felt contrived to me why Zazie went to that town in the first place. I yeah, agree. That was agree. one of the, I'm like, what was the plan here? Because I... <laughs> what she sold him as is, look, no one knows that we're together. You know, I can go in there because of this, that, and other. And then the second she walks in town, everybody's like, yeah, you're, you're with the guy who's been trying to hunt him. It's convenient yeah. that he just showed up in this town. It's like, yeah, that's how anybody would see it. <laughs> like, and then she's like, but we haven't been together in a while. Like, so what? It don't matter. Right. But, and you're gonna try to buy he owns the whole town but you're gonna buy the bar right yeah that was it was just a stupid plan i yeah. i didn't get it <laughs> now i do want to put a flip on it what what do you i what is there a possibility regina king could have been lying with that story just to try to get her to talk i don't think she was lying i don't it it's it, it on brand for her character I just I wonder if, if, if it was will. a flip. Like, I'm going to tell her this story to try to get her to talk, to get her, get empathy. Why not just torture her? Torture is not a really effective way to interrogate people. <laughs> yes. But, because then they already beat her up already? <laughs> but it, it, but it happens, that happens in movies. Like, I mean, Heath Ledger had that, had the same type of speech, origin story speech, when, when he was in uh, Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Bat- was it Batman? Yeah, it was Batman Returns or whatever. Yeah. And and, it, he, and then the next time he told the story, it was completely different details, you know? <laughs> so yeah. you know, I mean, they are criminals and murderers, you know? And so it's like, I mean, I'm just trying to get the result I want. It doesn't matter, you know, mm-hmm. if that's the case. And also, just because your father sent you away to your grandmother's house for being a sociopath, let's be clear, because she murdered him a little bit. But, <laughs> yeah. And you did your sister again. What does that have to do with all these other people you murdered? <laughs> that's what that's what I was thinking. That's why I thought it was a lie. Like it's like that has nothing to do with nothing. <laughs> it's a great story in the way she like she she mm. presented it was awesome. But I was like, what's that got to do with me? You whooping my ass and me sitting in this chair. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's be clear. Let's be clear. The moral of that story would be, she got a undeserved whooping for not protecting her sister, even though she had already murdered the person who knocked her sister down. But a the way you responded was 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 too was too excessive for what happened to your sister. But also, like being mad at your father now for getting a one whooping that you didn't deserve because you definitely deserve to get sent away after murdering that little girl. So it's like that was one kind of maybe questionable punishment you got. But it's not. On I thought part. the I thought her point was like that she's ruthless with her loyalty. Mm, like okay, good point. And that's what she was trying to say. Um, I don't know. I don't see a point to her it being a lie. Like, but I will. I will say that that was just another one of my issues overall with the script. Um, where it's just like pieces of it are good, but it's not marrying well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. so we Rufus Black. We really didn't even touch on Idris Elba. Um, I particularly his name is Teddy. Rufus Buck. Rufus Buck. I don't know why I keep calling Rufus Black. I don't know why I keep saying that. Um. I just feel like it was Idris Elba being Idris Elba. I mean, that's why it's like is like his performance was it was fine, but it was him I, it, being Idris Elba. Yeah, I heard he was still struggling with like COVID and 
Oh, really? Long COVID. So I don't know if that impacted his performance, but just in general, I heard like his mental health and physically, I think he's still struggling. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. But it felt like he was just Ridges Elba. It didn't seem like he was. A, it didn't seem like he was actually filming with the crew most of the time. Like most of the scenes, he's in the his office. He has like that one scene or at, the, at the beginning when he's talking to the townspeople. He has the other scene, you know, he gets broken out the jail. But all the rest of the scenes is very much him talking to one person in that room. Mm-hmm. Him talking to Deion Cole and Deion Cole's office, or uh, it just mm-hmm. it didn't seem like he was necessarily on set with them during the same time, Ooh. or at least. Ah, that's yeah. that's. I can wow, see I'm that. I'm thinking now. That may, that's a good point, because most of the only one that he was with a lot of characters was in the bar and in the outside when he when he uh, when he when they shot the uh, the guy that was um, and Rufus and, and, and um, Deion Cole's character when they were out in the middle of the uh, the town when they killed the one guy in the town. Right. The uh, it was the Undertaker or something, right? The funeral owner guy, and he was like, "I don't want to pay nothing." When they killed him, and then yeah, wow, he didn't have a lot. And on the train, he had yeah, that was it. Wow, and then and then the train, but that was, I mean, you could easily saw that makes sense if that was it. But it was just like okay, he didn't do bad, but it was just like he was just there. He was not the best performer. Yeah, no. And for him to be like the the big boss, it didn't feel like that was like worthy of big boss. Um, it felt, it felt more, you felt it more when Lakeep died of like, man, yeah. that was the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah, he, he didn't actually do, aside from, you know, at the beginning when he got, he killed, it turns out to be his father, he didn't actually do anything that was too shitty. You know, he killed some random townsperson that, you know, we don't necessarily know about, but, and, you know, I don't know, maybe the guy was going to go home beating his wife. Like, I don't know who the guy was. So Yeah, we don't know anything about him. And it was for the greater good. He's trying to build this town for black people. And that's where I was having a problem with. I need to know who's the bad guy in the Western. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was well, like, Rufus, Rufus ain't that bad. He trying to make, well, he trying to gotta, save us. What I got out of was that Dion Cole was selling the, the town's rights to outside developers. Yeah. And he needed the money to go buy the town's rights back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so basically this town not going to be black because we wanted to get yeah. our revenge. Could we have waited till we get, we extorted this money first, then got the town back, then you can get your revenge? And why'd you have to burn all the money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was like, stupid, money, Like, if you're going to blow it up, don't put all the money in there. Put, like, mm-hmm. some money on top and then some paper on the bottom. Like, why is all the money in the wagon with the actual dynamite? Right, Can we so back good. up to the robbery too? Like, why was that bank robbery so easy? <laughs> in an all-white town. Right. As soon as you ride in, the KKK is supposed to ride out from the side. Like it should be like immediate, like the police. Like, woo, like, oh, okay. Well, then it'd have been different if they'd have came in. It'd have been interesting if they came in looking like they butlers or something, or some kind of like domestic, like when we're here working with servants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, okay, they ain't doing nothing, you know. But it was it was fun. They said, yes, white town, all white, and everything was white there. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just went to the Utah Salt Flats in September, and that's what exactly what it looks like. Like everything is just white, like that. Like it's all and the salt. <laughs> there are no people out there. Though. <laughs> There's but the people that are there are white. You said you said you were in Utah. Go, yeah, that kind of sounds like it could have been Utah. <laughs> 
I wouldn't be surprised if they filmed that scene there because it looks exactly like it. Wow, I, I need to look that up. That's, that'd be interesting to figure out. Um, so with all these different characters are coming together, um, before we talk about the ending, what did you dislike about the film? The disjointed script. I just felt like the characters could have been better developed in a way that didn't make the movie longer. Um, yeah, it's just some of the some of the the segments of the story were just like way too simple and too easy. It felt real eighties, nineties, nineties uh, type of like script. It felt lazy. Yeah. Or right, what about you, Scott? So the, um, what I didn't like was the pacing. It didn't have the pacing of a Western. It looked like a Western, and they talked like they were in the West, but it didn't have to have that real pacing. It was, like you said before, more like a comic book movie or action movie. There's a lot of explosions, and there's a bank robbery, and a jailbreak, and a gunfight. You know, and all these things are happening, and that's fine, but a lot of part of Westerns, the things I like, is the pacing, is the buildup, you know, mm -hmm. Um, and then, I, which I think they only really perfectly nailed between Lakeith Stanfield's character and uh, was it, uh, RJ. Um, they played James Beckworth. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the, that was the only tension they really built effectively, for me at least, during the movie. I agree. So, mm -hmm. And then I was robbed of it at the end when he doesn't get the, the actual count. You know? And so th those were the types of dynamics that I usually like in Westerns. And I think that that's, that's the, the market this, uh, this story makes with me personally. Yeah, it was, to me, um, I did, I mean, and that's just me as being a, a history dude. I didn't like that they made James Beckworth the youngest guy when he would have been the oldest guy of all of them. He, like, died in, like, the late 1700s. So, like, how is he the youngest character in, you know, historically? I mean, the oldest character historically, but y'all have him as the youngest person. Even though he was a wild boy, so maybe that's why they maybe made him the younger younger person but also one thing that i think they could have made I, a part of me feels like they should have made regina king the main villain well she it seems like they left room for her to be yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean but and maybe that's what it was of like she's gonna get the come and get the revenge or you know keep up his uh thing because when she when when her character kind of moved off like she's not dead you know that she. Yeah, didn't they didn't see. They I always feel like they don't show them die. They're not dead. Yeah, yeah. Until we see a body drop, it ain't dead. And it was like, did she just hit her with like something? Like, that ain't I think she hit her with the back of that gun or something. But yeah. see, if I was, <laughs> I would like beat somebody until they their brains were out of their skull. Like, this, I'm not just gonna hit once and start screaming and. Right now, man, we all good. You you take care of that. Yeah, I took care of it. She no. she could she did. <laughs> and then drop the weapon right at their side so they can come attack you with it. No. And they really fought that and hit each other like that. I'm we're talking about bruises, concussions, brain <laughs> damage. Yeah, they really at that fight in a movie, that fight, yeah, you're right, you walk away. They fought for what <laughs> felt like 20 minutes. Like that's like <laughs> a professional fight. Yeah. A professional fight. They're hitting people with objects. You're, you're, have you ever been hit with a two by four? Like your head breaking two by four and, and all these things, like that would hurt a lot. Like, but I do like the fight scene though. Oh, <laughs> I loved it. That's what I was just gonna say. I thought where they filmed it was beautiful. And after working on my first horror film, Shameless Plug, um, <laughs> with with Paul um, last October, like that choreography is hard as hell. Really. 
and like making sure the camera is in the right place and making it look cool and realistic and in a way that doesn't injure people. I mean, that's really hard to pull off. And I thought it was really, really great. Yeah, I just, I just always think about it. I was like, man, they could have made Regina King the villain. But maybe if they get a second one, that'd be dope for her to be the villain. Because she was, we, I want to know like more about her upgrading. Like, how did she get with Rufus and become this? Because she was basically running the game, basically, while he was locked up, it feels like. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that they left their relationship, I think, at least open to interpretation. Because my mom even asked, like, are they brother and sister? Are they friends? She loves him. He doesn't love her. Like, what is this relationship here? And I and I like that they didn't need to have two romantic storylines. Right. It was just, we worked together. We were, we, we, were, we was in a mm-hmm. gang together. We got you. Like, we're going to get yeah. you out. I don't have to be messing with you to get you out. Right. The loyalty is based on something else. All right. Finally, what did y'all think about the ending? Uh, the film. Scott. Oh, um, I, I love it. I mean, it it became predictable. Um, mm-hmm. It became predictable. When he uh, when he asked to see the, the mark on his head, I go, there's no reason he would have done that if there wasn't something specific about this boy. He, he kills the father with no issue. And so um, I, I couldn't tell. You know, I didn't know if it was going to be actually a brother, but I knew that there was some more intimate relationship um, I thought for a moment that maybe he was going to say, I'm your real father. Um, That's what I was thinking too, yeah. What he did was that he stole my wife from me and you were pregnant with my kid. That's where I thought it was going to go. And then he started telling the story about you know, seeking revenge on his dad. And I go, well, that's clearly what this is about. Yeah. I told, like, from the beginning, I knew Michael Beach had to do something. So I was just waiting to understand <laughs> he was waiting what that for the was. <laughs> yeah, but I just, I didn't, um, with the age... I didn't, I didn't expect that that was going to be his brother. I thought maybe uncle or dad, like something like that, some other familial relationship. Um, but I thought, it, I thought it was good. I thought it wrapped it up really well. Do you, I mean, do you, uh, do you, do you think that, um, I think that, I, I think it was kind of a scapegoat of an ending, but it's fine. It's whatever. I just feel like for you going through all this and then the financial brother, and he wanted you to kill him. I would think it would need to be, I don't know. I just feel like, it, it didn't feel like Rufus, Rufus was almost doing everything to be killed. Yeah. Well, I think, I think he had, I think he had a vision. And once mm-hmm. he assessed what happened in the town and all his whole gang being destroyed, but he's like, okay, well, I can't save this town. Whatever my vision for the town is over. I might as well, since I can't get my vision, I might as well, you know, let his, let his revenge, you know, uh, be be in full context. I now this is just me personally. When we get these type of movies, particularly when we start talking about familial uh, black people, like it ha- same thing happens in Black Panther. It actually mm-hmm. does, you know. Uh, so the brothers kill each other, uh, and then the cousins start killing each other. I was I'm always expecting more of a redemption. I'm always expecting you know mm-hmm. let's let's squash this. Let's partner up, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I, I, I was a little surprised that, that Jonathan Major's characters actually killed him anyway. Um, or at least I wasn't rooting for that outcome. But you look for Fast and the Furious, where all these random people start becoming friends, you know, because <laughs> of whatever. They're not, not friends, but you know, I don't want to see you again. Or you got to leave town, or this, that, and the other. I mean, I, it didn't. They didn't have to necessarily become, you know, besties. But I mean, killing your brother is still killing your brother. Like that's a big yeah. move. How you just, how you just ride off of that? Like 
I hated this guy my whole life. I, it turns out he's my brother, and and he had a legitimate reason that would be for my father. It's like I I don't like the notion that we kill our family members so easily. Yeah, yeah. or we need and to have a discussion. Like I need to put you yeah. in this jail. And we need to talk or something. Like I need to I need to sort this out. I need to go holler at Zazie Beats and lay on her for a minute and figure this all out, and mm -hmm. I'll let you know how I feel in the morning. I just yeah, can't make rash decisions. And then he took his name, so I. Yeah. <laughs> that made even less sense. Um, yeah, I. It, that was another inconsistency for Idris for me too. Um, like, why not just kill him if he was going to be that ruthless? Um, the marking him is something else that reminded me of Tarantino with the mark with the mm -hmm. cross on his forehead. Uh, reminded me of Inglorious Bastards. Um, but it was like he knew that he was gonna come find him and he wanted to know who he was when he found him. But what was your intention after that? Do you want your brother to murder you? Like what, what was his plan with this? Yeah, because you went through a lot to try to get him not to catch you. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's at the end of the day, it's like, man, you know what? You know, you go ahead and kill me, man. It's all good. You, you took out my old lady. You took out my boys. Took my you know, money. What's the point? Yeah. You know, yeah. And he had a lot of people down with him. Like, he had an army of people, like, down with him. Like, it's almost like, I, I like, almost with Regina King, I want to see what was, did she recruit all these people? Because, I mean, he'd been out, he'd been in the jail for a minute. How these cats stay down this whole time? Mm -hmm. And y'all yeah. outsourcing other gangs? Like, you got the people, you yeah. outsourcing gangs? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like PepsiCo. You, we own Frito-Lay. We own all these different stuff, but we all under the Pepsi logo. Like, I, like, because when they, when they do that, that earlier scene with the Scarlet Bag, the Scarlet Bag Gang, it's like, well, uh, you know, money you taking? This is Rufus money. Well, how would he know what the percentages are from a bank robbery? Like, you guys ran in there, some tellers just threw money in a bag, and then you guys run out there with bag, run out with bags for his shooting, and run out of town. There's no, there's no one knows exact amount here. How does he know exactly what fifteen percent is? There's not an accounting system. Like, yeah. but you know what? I know they got thirty thousand at that bank. Right. You know, something okay. else I'll say I really appreciated about the movie and the uh, writer James Samuel said he was intentional about this was that the N word was never used, like not like by the white though. people, not by the black people. I really appreciated that. And then one thing I just read that I did not know is that James Samuel is Seal's little brother. You said who now? Seal. He's Seal's little brother who's saying. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. And he, so he had um, one or two well, songs in the movie. Seal the singer? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I just read it. I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." No wonder Seal is on the soundtrack. That's I mean, I didn't know awesome. James Samuel was um, British, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that was his brother. Boy, that's six degrees separation, boy. Mm -hmm. Dang, that is Seal is his brother. That is crazy. Wow. Okay, that's awesome. All right. All right. Let's wrap it up. Um, that one right there. You said what now? You have to rap on that tidbit. Like, what, what we gonna follow that? Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, hey, everybody, give out where they can be hit up at. That was, I was ending it there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, hit me up on IG, quote the Ray Bay. Um, but I would also like to say, shout out to Netflix on putting out some really good black movies. Yes. Um, that are not about slavery. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I'll say, I just watched The Passing this week too, um, which I thought was worth what is the watching. Hold on, with it's The Passing. What is that? Or it's just called Passing, sorry, not The Passing. Oh, oh, um, I've see, I see, um, I seen the previews for that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with uh, Tessa Thompson and Ruth uh, Nega. Uh, yep. And Ruth Nega is living as a, a white person married to Alexander Skarsgård. 
very interesting. We can possibly review that one next. But that's yeah, also no, 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 Netflix that's because man, look, movie and yeah, because uh, me and uh, Teddy always talk about when we see somebody, you be like, you pass it. Like, like now, even like you pass it, huh? It's all good. Mm-hmm. I can see. Yeah. I see. I see you. Yeah. I have a really good friend who's white. I mean, we were, we were both groomsmen, and and and, and uh, his wife was a bridesmaid in uh, our wedding. I thought she was passing when I met her. Like, really? Are you talking about Jackie? I was gonna say her. her, her. <laughs> Jackie wasn't Don't black. Don't do that, <laughs> man. Don't do. That. I mean, she got blonde hair and blue eyes, but you could tell, still tell she's black. No, that wasn't. Pa- I'm talking about people I've seen passing, passing, like. Were you like, no, nah, man, like, yeah. Like Rachel Dolezal? <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, I'm talking about, the, I, yeah, Rachel Dolezal is one of them, but Rachel Dolezal at least was rocking the braids and stuff. Like, I, that's I, I, really going out the way. <laughs> What'd you say, Scott? Scott, you're on mute, I think. Speak up a little bit, Scott. I said, I'll finish my story off the internet. Just, okay. Okay. <laughs> All well, right. make sure y'all check us out all different platforms. You see them in the description notes. And thank y'all for listening. We'll be back soon. Let's do passing. Let's do passing. Ooh. I know Raven or Raven and Raven looks really excited about that. It must be that good. So I'm about to peep it this weekend. It's an interesting story to talk about. I don't know if it's that great of a movie, but we can okay. talk about it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll see y'all soon. Peace. Peace. Uh,